and welcome to Sutra Side Talk episode 101, or I guess 101. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is James Seelig. Post episode 100, man. We are we are in the one, 100s now. It's just like, oh, okay, now this is just kind of how it's going to be. Yeah, so one of the things that we've been doing at work since like pretty much everyone is vaccinated and there's a bunch of new people we've been doing like monday you know lunch get together things and (laughs) the weekend after we recorded 100 someone was like so did anyone do anything interesting for the weekend and i was like uh i recorded episode like the 100th episode of my show that i do with a friend of mine and they're like everyone was like whoa wait what huh so we might have gotten a, f- a couple more listeners out of that because a couple of them immediately, like, immediately pulled out their phones and were like, what's it called? Oh, sweet. <laughs> and, lo- and looked it up. I don't know if they listened to it yet, but like they at least bookmarked it for some time. I was, I was talking to some of my clanmates about it and they were like, one of them was like, oh, it's three hours. And I was like, it's, <laughs> it's just because it's the 100th episode. Normally we don't do that. I, the worst was still episode 50, which was f- yeah. over four hours. And that's because it was episode 50 and we got ahead of ourselves and that's why 100 the goal was not four hours <laughs> we've learned to be a little bit more restrained yeah in 50 more episodes uh for today's episode it will be four hours no i'm just kidding uh we're definitely not gonna be i don't even know if we'll be an hour and a half for this episode because we also we're gonna be recording the backlog special right after so yeah and there's not a lot of news this time nope only like five pieces this week uh which speaking of uh this is of course sutra side talk our weekly gaming movie TV show news podcast where we'll talk about specific uh, news pieces that we'll actually get to kind of more go deep on with our opinions, followed by, if we have time for it, uh, what we've been watching and playing. And uh, our recent style has been using a timer. So currently we'll probably maintain it for this week as well. Uh, Five minutes per uh, specific news piece. And uh, if it's something that has more of our attention, we'll probably go anywhere uh, extra from seven to ten minutes if anything which actually thinking about it there might be a couple that might do that this week we'll see what happens but either way uh it'll be less than an hour of news if anything i doubt it'll be even like i think between 30 to 45 at the most if anything but even then i think we'll have less uh with that said of course afterwards we'll talk about what we've been watching and playing and then uh we're going to record a backlog special after this, which will be pretty much uh, only what we've been watching and playing because we're still playing catch up there and we're getting ever so closer, I would say, for sure. Yeah. Uh, with that said, James, are you ready to just, I guess, hop into the news? Yep. All right. Oh, before we start, I almost forgot, guys, if you do want to, you can always uh, email us at talk at gmail.com which is in the show notes but also just look at the title of the show and just put gmail.com afterwards uh you can send in any feedback comments but of course you can send us questions uh that we will read on the show and if you're the first question to be read on the show uh in that episode you will get a copy of midnight ultra on steam which i did a sound design for it's a just small steam pc game uh, with that said, of course, let's dive first into uh, this week's news for just movies. There's no TV news this week, uh, but there is a good amount of, well, a couple interesting movie pieces. First of which is uh, the reveal of that Eternals trailer. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about the Eternals in the comics, so I have no reference for like whether I should be excited for this or not. Uh, they make them feel very, like, you can tell by their style that it's like, oh, yeah, these dudes are very OP. They're very, you know, they're supposed to be gods yeah, or celestials def- or whatever. Definitely the tone I got from the trailer was, like, they're trying to make these beings feel epic. Yeah. So, and they're coming yeah. in like, oh, you know, we never really tried to interfere, but we will now. And then, yeah. like, I guess they always look not look down like uh, they, they always just kind of watched as things occurred yeah it looked like they just observed mankind and maybe guided us from time to time but i don't know how that's not like interfering but they're like oh what will iron man what will the avengers do without iron man and captain america when now that they're gone and then like you hear uh richard madden you know rob stark is in there Uh, i think he plays icarus Uh, he's like oh i'll i'll lead them and they all start laughing and i can't tell they're laughing like ah we would we would lower ourselves to be an avenger or if they're like yeah yeah of course you would like ha 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 but we got a glimpse of kit harrington too yeah you know what's funny it's such a crazy cast of people like you have angelina jolie and selma hayek in a marvel movie and all i can think about honestly is that i have rob stark and john snow in the movie together that's all and i can Camille think of. and nanjiani is like off the side yeah he's cool I, I, he's cool i love that I guy just, i just want to see rob and john it's straight up just yeah. game of thrones remnant here of just me thinking because it's like it's also super funny to me that uh kid harrington is playing black knight dude i want to see that outfit so i'm i'm so ready to see if, if he doesn't get to dress up as a black the black knight uh that's gonna be sad i'll be very depressed but uh yeah honestly that's probably I, i'm looking at the trailer i can eat i'm straight up i can easily say i'm more just interested in seeing uh richard madden and uh kid harrington in this movie mm-hmm. uh it's not the pre- i'm not really interested in the premise i'm not interested in the other characters i'm not interested in really anything about this um this yeah. isn't really an appealing movie at all. Uh, it could be they're just hiding everything and it's going to be some insane shit. But it's it's insane. It's weird because you have such an insane cast of people together on the screen together. And I don't care. It's, it's like yeah. you, you look at it and you watch the trailer and you go, wow. And it's like, so what do you think? And it's like, was that just to think something? Or, like, was I supposed to be reactive for this? I feel like the only people that were probably... I feel like there's two types of people that are probably really excited. Um, People that are just MCU fans that just... They'll lose their minds if you just show them anything. If you just put Marvel on it, they'll probably lose their minds. And it's just, like, a brick. And then there's uh, people that probably actually read Eternals and know what's going to happen. Or used to read Eternals, because I feel like there hasn't been an Eternals comic in probably forever. I have no idea, but you know, they were probably big fans and they know exactly what that team does and they're probably hyped for what's about to happen. Cause no one else really knows that cause they never really read the books. But for me as someone that didn't read and is not that type of MCU fan, I'm just like, okay. All right. Well, Spider-Man comes yeah. out right after. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just like, I'll give it a shot. Cause I'm curious as to learn about the Eternals, but that's about it. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know. I think the perfectly triangular ship was interesting, but that's about, I don't know. I already forgot that's, about that. Yeah. I just don't have much to th- uh, say about it so far other than like, it looks kind of interesting. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. The names are eternal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh, sorry guys. Uh, next up, Amazon has officially purchased MGM. And I, for one, can say that I am incredibly happy about this. This is great news. And um, for those that don't know, there's a gun to my head. Help me. Amazon has me at gunpoint saying these things because this is actually very concerning. (laughs) Yeah, and I have probably mentioned this before, but one of the, like, funny bits to that... Oh, God, um... Oh no, there, there's a game that I played a while ago. It's kind of like Harvest Moon. I totally can't remember what it's called right now. But it, it it's basically you... Is it a tower defense inher- game or something? No, you like inherit a farm from your like grandfather or whatever. And then you like, that's, move that's off. The, that's the new Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> and then you go off and you uh, build up that farm and stuff. Anyway, it started off with saying that like it basically in the near future, some mega corporation has like is basically everything that there is it owns everything and it was literally the logo was made to look like amazon's logo Mm. so it was a commentary on how like amazon is like owning everything and just like it's only becoming more and more true yep and it's also like you know we're coming off of discovery merging with warner media and now this is officially happening where, you know, if you, all right, if you have a prime membership, you're probably going to, you know, this is great news for you probably. Cause you, that means you're soon probably going to yeah. have access to, uh, all the James Bond movies on prime. You're going to have access to, I think, what else does MGM own? What is it like uh Rocky, like all the Rocky movies and stuff like that. Like all of that's probably going to be there. And then, uh, I guess technically the Creed movies too, because I think if that's Rocky, you know, like Creed also is part of that, which works for Michael B. Jordan, I guess. He just did like that Tom Clancy movie uh, without remorse as well. So I guess that all kind of fits in together. But, you know, it like I said, if you just get Prime and you like Prime Video, it probably works great for you because now you'll have access to all this stuff. Uh, to utilize very quickly and you won't have to pay for these movies probably because you already got the subscription i don't think they'd be like oh yeah now you gotta rent all the james bond movies still it's like no you got access to all of them pretty much all right sorry guys there was a small little lull there for honestly probably one second uh there was a couple technical difficulties but we're good to go uh as we were saying though i was saying you know like prime members get all those different movies uh probably you'd assume since Amazon will own MGM, like they would just throw that entire catalog into their like Prime Now uh, library or whatever. But uh, the thing here is a lot of the biggest, you know, all these big studios we've seen for a long time, you'd see all these different studios for decades just competing with each other. And, you know, when one studio has a really good movie, the other studio will probably have to compete and make another really good movie, or they try to innovate and do all these different things. But with like, you know, Disney has Fox, Discovery has Warner, uh, Amazon now has MGM. 
everything's starting to fold into each other and there's less options to go between now. So you're seeing, you know, instead of like all these uh, studios vying against each other, it's instead now these mega studios that are just like taking over. Like, you mean, we always say it like Disney is pretty much taking over the entire calendar year uh, for films. And with all of this, though, like, you know, I'm sure each place has its own standard to meet where they're like, hey, we're all going to make sure we're this type of bar of quality in some respect, whether it's like maybe Disney, I guess, like they're the, you know, they try to exceed in everything from sound to visual effects to all this other stuff uh, and whatnot like that. But with all these big studios occurring like that, there's less competition necessarily because it's like you know if they're that massive they're probably going to make money no matter what and if they're like that there's that feeling that in the future if there's less and less competition just like in any other form of media uh there is always that chance that they're not going to try as hard they're not going to it's like a monopoly you know yeah. if they're if there's a monopoly they're going to set everything whether it's pricing whether it's quality whatever it's going to be uh you will have to just be like well this is all i got i guess and the issue with that is let's say if there is less competition between these types of places then that means that you're not going to have that many innovative films now like there's a chance there's going to be a decline in innovation, which I'm not going to lie. There already is. Uh, we've seen, when, when was the last time you've seen like a really like amazing movie? That's not like on the rails. It's like a uh, lot of the stuff, at least you see Disney put out. It's usually on a certain rail. Like you're, it's something you expect and you're not really expecting anything to blow your mind or something like that. It's usually, or like Warner brothers, they don't even know what the hell they're doing. So it's like, they, they keep just hit or missing I don't know. I guess the last. So something that isn't like generic is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like something that really so, makes itself feel unique. Like you're like, oh, that's a great film that really mm-hmm. tried something. Or they're not like just staying on a specific rail of being like, here's this template we're using. I think. And we're just going to keep using it for everything going forward. It's maybe not the most recent one, but the first one that comes to mind was Arrival where like that movie the whole point is just like learning how to communicate with an alien species that physically cannot communicate the same way that we do and then it ha- ends up spoilers i guess having some weird time linearity questions and stuff like that which i wasn't expecting to be wrapped in with like learning a language but oh yeah it was no, definitely that, was, that yeah. was an interesting movie that i mean it I've seen movies that I've enjoyed recently and stuff, but there's you're you're kind of right there. There's very few like unexpectedly interesting and different movies nowadays. Yeah, because everything you feel it's just like you know we were talking before about the whole Black Superman situation, uh, where there's that feeling that they don't have faith in a black character, so they have to make him. They have to make Superman or specifically yeah. like the white set Kal-El Superman black because they don't believe in, they don't think it would make enough as much money if they did like Valazad or uh, Calvin Ellis or even Steel. And it's like that kind of thing where it's another area, even with a superhero movie, you don't want to take risks. No one's willing to take risks. And then that's, that, 
like in terms of innovation, you know, when you want to innovate, you have to take risk normally. So that's also what we're not going to see as much too. And that's worrisome now that Amazon has now entered the fray because, you know, how as much as, you know, they're enjoyed because they're, um, they are, what do you call it? Um, what's their biggest strength? It's, uh, money, uh, convenience, no <laughs> convenience. Uh, they're so convenient, which is why they always get the free pass, even though we, everyone knows all the shit that's wrong with uh, Amazon. We all give them the pass no matter what, because of convenience, because we do really benefit from it. And it's like, we're not going to probably go against it until we stop benefiting. And that's just how it is. Uh, but it's like, oh, now they have MGM. And does that mean, what does that mean? Like, well, what's that going to mean for James Bond? What's that going to mean for, I guess, like everything else that that property owns? And I know MGM is a different case than other studios because they were on it. They were, I'm pretty sure they actually were at bankruptcy at one point. They were like yeah. uh, declaring bankruptcy uh, in the past decade. And they were, you know, they're not one of the bigger studios. They were bought for what, 8.5 million? Or sorry, 8.5 billion, not million. But, you know, 8.5 billion, that's not too much. And you think, you know, it's a massive film studio. This is the one that's been doing James Bond all these years. And they're now just uh, a part of the freaking Bezos library, man. That's the thing is like, you know, Amazon has tried to make their own original shows in... I, I don't know if they've ever made like just movies possibly, but you know, I don't remember there ever being a single Amazon show or movie other than maybe the boys that I'm like, that I needed to watch or whatever. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. Netflix has like so much stuff that I I've enjoyed watching that I can only watch on Netflix and same on Disney plus and maybe to a lesser extent Hulu, but you know, uh, so it's just funny to me that Amazon, if I am correct, seems to be going with like, well, no one seems to have cared about our own original things that we tried to make with our own studios. So we'll just buy studios that make things that we know people make or like. Yeah. Yeah. No, very much so. Uh, I mean, like they have the Tom Clancy stuff and everything else, I think. But yeah, it's, it's just a whole, uh... I don't know. It's it's just concerning just because, like I said, uh, who knows what's going to happen now uh, if more of this will occur. And, you know, we're only going to know exactly how it goes once we see it in effect. Like, we're going to see MGM at Prime Video in effect eventually. We're going to see Warner Media as part of Discovery in effect in terms of at least for that one. Like, oh, are there going to be are there going to be layoffs? Because that's what I expect is the first news of them is probably going to be layoffs and then uh, something distracting us by announcing something else big or they'll time it around the same time because they go, they don't want people to be uh, paying attention to that kind of thing. So they'll use a distraction yeah. uh, just like they have recently. It's like Black Superman was a distraction from Ray Fisher. Like it's like yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll see how that goes in the long run, I guess. But that's all the uh, movie TV news, unless you had anything else to no, say. That's it for me. All right, cool. Uh, moving on uh, to another different issue, but uh, gaming news time, starting with Borderlands 3. Yeah. Oh, great news. Uh, Crossplay is good to go. 
Yay. Bad news. Crossplay is no longer welcome on PlayStation. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, Randy Pitchford tweeted. I saw the tweet, too. I was just scrolling on my newsfeed for this one, actually. I didn't even find an article. I straight up just saw it, and I was like, what? Yeah. And he's like, good news. Like, uh, we got crossplay working great. It, it's going to work between everything. Uh, like, it does work between, like, I guess, Xbox, PC, PlayStation, and, like, both generations of, like, Xbox and PlayStation. And then he's like, bad news is uh, we no longer are allowed to have the crossplay functionality on PlayStation 4 and 5. And they said because of the publisher, uh, it sounded like when they said the publisher, you know, 2K, because they're the one publishing the game. And, you know, majority of people are pointing fingers at Sony. And I... No one. It, it feels like people are just doing the finger pointing, but they're not talking about probably what caused this. And I think I know what it is. I'm guessing, but I think I got the guess right. And James, you can let me know if you think I'm right or wrong on this one. But if I remember hearing correctly, Epic had to pay additional fees for Fortnite to be crossplay with PlayStation. So. I think what Sony's been doing, they're like, we, you know, they, they were very reluctant to even get into crossplay, even though it's always that that's a poor move on their part, but it's also a business move on their part because they're like, well, we want money, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And they're like, uh, crossplay, you want crossplay? You have to give us money for crossplay. I can see how so their, I, their reasoning might be like, well, we want to say, we see it as we're losing money on the people who can't buy who like buy the a copy for xbox and they want and they play with the people on playstation instead of just buying a playstation version to play with the people with playstation and yeah since so sony's like well if we're gonna lose out on that you better pay us for the privilege to link your service from two different games to ours or whatever i don't know yeah, and I could I, I can understand that, and I'll explain why about that too in a bit after I explain the first thing. Mm. But looking at it like, uh, you know, Epic did it. I'm sure Activision did it without any issue. You know, they're both wealthy ass companies now. They can afford to be like, yeah, it's Trump change, sure. whatever. Uh, I'm sure Bungie's gonna do it because they're like, we can also afford to at this point, and we're not. There's no one hell they're not gonna give us crossplay, especially now. You know, Sony's working with Discord. You'd think like, oh. If Discord is coming in, that's even more crossplay oh, yeah. friendly. Uh, but 2K is not with Borderlands 3. And what I think happened is even though, you know, 2K is part of Take Two and Take Two has all that fucking rock star money, uh, I think what happened was I don't think Sony necessarily stopped this from occurring for crossplay. What I think happened was Sony went, hey, you got to pay these additional fees if you want crossplay for crossplay for Borderlands Three, and Two K said, "We don't want to pay that extra. You know what? Fuck this. We're not going to do crossplay yeah. for PS PlayStation Four and Five. And that's what happened. That's what I think happened. Yeah, uh, was that occurrence. So there's that. And then when you think of you know it's kind of fucked up for Sony to charge the others for this crossplay functionality. You have to understand it's like, why well, can't they be more like Xbox? And it's like, I think people never give Sony a fair shake for this kind of thing because they also don't understand the full circumstance where, you know, Microsoft is a massive 
multi-trillion dollar company, I'm pretty sure. And they don't even... Xbox isn't even a factor for them, really. Like, you know, everything's about the cloud. Everything's about... Windows, OneDrive, Teams, like yeah, Office, stuff like that. And, so the, you know, now with yeah. gaming, it's Game Pass and stuff. They don't even care about individual game sales. It's all about... That's subscription uh, money, baby. Exactly. And they can afford... You know, it's like they, they... It seems like from what I've heard before, they don't... Like, not even from... Like like I said, I've worked it before, but it's not anything I knew because I wasn't that part of that company. I was a completely different area, so I have no knowledge of anything. It's I'm just thinking of what I've heard from other articles. And that, you know, they've never made money, really, on the Xboxes themselves. And it's like, this is more of a thing that they just do. And if they're not making money on this, then they don't really care about that whole crossplay functionality. If anything, it just helps them get more people on their platforms or utilizing like Game Pass and stuff like that. Like they don't lose anything out of this. They're already losing, whatever they're losing, they're already losing either way. So they don't care. Sony is not a big company like Microsoft is at that level whatsoever. They sell some TVs and that's it. Like there's nothing massive about them that even can scale up to microsoft in terms of money wise like money wise and stuff like that like you would see probably sony would have trouble buying bethesda where microsoft could just be like yeah no biggie it's fine like linkedin was like this is nothing compared to when we purchased linkedin it's not the same so sony is more like we need to profit off of this stuff we need this money we can't just kind of throw it around willy-nilly they're not like microsoft where they go ah chump change like, it's not the same yeah. for them. And it's like, you know, that's not the best explanation. And it's especially not a consumer-friendly explanation. That's a business-friendly explanation. And it still sucks as a consumer where you're being denied cross-play functionality. And I'm sure, I'm definitely sure, especially because if there is one thing a company doesn't want, it's to be blamed. I think I'm right there. And I feel like if a company is to blame... They're either going to distract or be silent. And the one that isn't to blame necessarily will be the one probably speaking up and saying shit unless like they're being a cornered animal and then they'll say, they'll say anything. So I don't know if I missed it or not, but I'm pretty sure, you know, we'll see between Sony and 2K, one of them may speak up before the other and we'll then know exactly the truth of the matter of like, you know, if it, Sony speaks up first, they'll be like, hey, you know, we did this stuff and 2K said no, they're the ones that didn't do it. You got to talk to them. Or 2K goes, yeah, we actually did want to do it. And we were going to pay. Sony just said, we don't want to do it anymore. Like, we're not going to allow it on our platform. So that's, I guess, all of the variables I would say to look at for that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. Am I missing anything, James? No. You think I got that I right? Mean, we'll see. I mean, it could also just be that, like, they never really, neither one actually talks about it. And they're just like, we don't need to explain anything. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, that's very true. And I'll say at least for me as someone that has played and owns Borderlands 3, I own it on Xbox One and I don't care because the only people I was playing with anyway were already on Xbox. That's the reason I like, mm. I'll put it this way. Uh, if I was going to, there was two reasons, uh, two things with this game. One, if I didn't have the friends to play this game, I would not have bought this game in the first place. So normally, like, I prefer most third-party games if it's not, if I'm not being forced to, like, I'm going to probably buy it on PlayStation. That's just my preferred console, personally, uh, when it comes to third-party stuff. 
But if I have a bunch of friends that are on Xbox and they go, hey, we're going to get on Xbox, then I'm going to go, all right, I'm going to go buy an Xbox because that's where the friends are. That's where the people you're going to yeah. play on are. And that's where you're going to get your best experience because you have the people to make that experience better. And if for Borderlands 3, if my friends weren't on Xbox, I just wouldn't have bought that game. I could give two shits about that game at the end of the day. But I bought it because of my friends and I wanted to play with them on that kind of thing. So I don't really care personally because it doesn't do anything for me uh james Effrey, did you even buy it or were you gonna buy it at all does nah, this affect you at all? i never got around to getting uh borderlands 3 just because like i mean one i heard that there were issues at launch and i was like oh i'll, I'll wait and from what i he- i've heard at least from greg miller he enjoys it currently so i don't know i'll get to it eventually i think chris owns a copy of it i don't know if it he has it digitally so we could just like share it or whatever but mm. I never even finished uh, Borderlands 2. So I was like, I'll get to the Handsome Collection eventually. And maybe I'll work my way up to Borderlands 3. But it's not a high priority for Have me. Have fun playing that shit solo, bro. Yeah. I guess I could like just power through the main campaign. I don't know. Is it on Xbox? Is it on Game Pass? Oh, the Handsome Collection? I, I don't know. Or is it? Was that a PlayStation Plus game? I know I owned it. It's, it's like somewhere. I can't remember mm. if it was on Xbox or not. Yeah, Borderlands has always been like I played through them. I played through one and two, and I just did not care. I was just kind of like, all right, these are games. Yeah. Uh, I did play. I didn't like. I I fell behind with my friends where they pretty much finished it without me. I just didn't have time at the time. I forget what I was doing, but I just didn't play. And it was probably work or something. But uh, it is something where I will bother a few of them to go back and so I can get my money's worth for it. Cause it's like, it's a game that I'm just kind of like whatever about. And if I don't, if they don't play with me, I'd probably just sell it if anything. So it's like not something I care too much to finish on my own. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but that's it for Borderlands 3. I mean, it's really just that crossplay stuff. Uh, but we got two reveals this week, dude. First of which was the state of play for, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. What are you reading? You're, something's funny. Sorry, I, I started scrolling through Instagram and the funny cat stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, Horizon. Yeah, Horizon Forbidden West. It was like 20 minute uh, state of play that we yeah. got. And it was like 14 minutes of gameplay and then they took a few minutes to talk about what literally just happened, which I thought was weird. But damn, that, I mean, it's just, that gameplay looked so good. Yeah, I mean, I would say it was nice to actually see humans for sure uh, talking because you know my one of my biggest complaints for state of plays have been that it just feels like a robot's telling you what's coming next and that's it and it's like not uh, it's not like Tom like the cool tsunami robot yeah. it's like fucking just like disembodied next voice. up is yeah I'm like oh it's the elevator voice cool yeah. uh, so I'm I'm glad we at least got to see some of the devs talk a bit and stuff like that I think they did that once before. And it was with um, the Ghost of Tsushima state of play Ooh, when they were revealing that for the first maybe? time. Because that was that was one of my that was probably my favorite state of play, or one of my favorite state of plays. Because that was actually a really good time. But uh, I thought it was a good state of play overall. Like it wasn't ama- It didn't blow me out of the water, but I had a great time watching nah, it. It, um, it just looks visually. It looks so beautiful, and like I, I personally like that it's set in San Francisco, just because I can be like, oh hey, look, there's the Transamerica building, and 
there's uh the golden what's left of the golden gate bridge and stuff like that but like yeah at the same time dude those raptor things with the buzzsaw oh. uh, jaws look so cool and i like that you could ride and they those. made them like uh they made them like actual birds of prey yeah. too so it's like the feather version it's not like the jurassic park that too version that's like, yeah, like more I, didn't, reptilian. I didn't even think of that and like i liked the touch that like you know in the first game you could hide in anything that was like red or whatever because it, yeah. it blended in with uh, aloy's red hair I noticed that they carry that over to underwater stuff because the kelp that you could hide in had like it was also it red. had like red fringes to it, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Um, that's cool. I like that you. I don't know if you just like start the game with it or if you need to get it as an upgrade, but I like that there's. She seems to have like a underwater rebreather, and and that's how you like don't have to worry about breathing uh, underwater for too long, and I. I don't know if you can use that shield thing as just just a shield or if it's literally just a glider. But like that, I find interesting because there were so many times that I would just get up to a high place in that game and be like, I wish I could just jump off like in Breath of the Wild, but I can't. Uh, it's weird, too, because it looks like a it looks like a shield. Almost. Yeah, it's like a bubble shield type thing you'd see in like Halo 3. I could have sworn in the last bit where they were talking about like the gameplay mechanics that we just saw, they referred to it as a shield so i don't know i think it yeah because that, that honestly just straight up looked like i was like why is she flying down on a shield uh yeah. so i'm assuming that that's just a functionality of the that's shield that you too. actually will be using it during gameplay itself as a defense mechanism yeah. and then that like boss fight at the end with the uh oliphant basically was super cool and i i loved the moment where she well two moments specifically where she like traps it with a bunch of glue like i thought that that oh that was that cool. effect, the, the adhesive yeah. yeah that effect looked super cool and then when she like i guess did enough damage to it to get it to rear up and like all the individual boards just like fell off of it it like that looked so good yeah and i love that they straight up took from lord of the rings yeah uh with the heredrim uh that was that was really smart i like that a lot i i, I felt the only thing that felt weird was the uh i noticed two changes here which i don't know if it's a full change or uh i'll talk about it in a sec but like uh one thing i noticed was when she's shooting the arrows it felt like they weren't doing anything it just looked like yeah. little arrows hitting the mammoth and i'm like is, is something happening until she <laughs> like the arrows breaking specific points like she focused in on yeah the gloating uh, glowing parts in the front and that like really fucked it up yeah uh so Two things I noticed here were uh, the cutscenes. Mm. The cutscenes were like straight up cutscenes. So the animations are really good. The facial uh, movements look great. And, you know, the biggest Achilles tendon for Horizon Zero Dawn, because, you know, it was a great yeah. game. It wasn't like. I remember you it mentioning. It wasn't the top tier. Yeah. Uh, I remember you mentioning this, but it never bothered me. But, like, maybe if I went back, it, I would notice it. But yeah. Oh, I noticed it so fucking much. It was killing me. It kept taking me out of the game, honestly. Um, it's what made me notice when I talk about the, at least when you talk about PlayStation exclusives, I was like, yeah, Horizon's great, but it's definitely on the lower end of yeah. them. Like I would say uh, the only thing below it is probably Days Gone. Everything else is probably above Yeah, you told it. me uh, that just like the facial animations in the talking parts when you were talking to people were just like kind of rigid. I just never the dialogue. No, it's just it wasn't even just rigid. It was just like I, it was hard to watch. It was like annoying because I was I felt like I was watching like really bad robots. Mm. Uh, 
and it kept taking me it straight up kept taking me out of the experience and i i wasn't the only one like a lot of people have seen it and it's just like this is bad this is just actually bad and you know it's bad too but it's you can tell that it easily can be improved because in frozen wilds they actually do improve it and it's like a night and day difference in a dlc pack Mm. or a dlc story for it like it felt completely different which was bad because like I, it's like i noticed it there and if i go back to a dialogue tree if you're if you're playing forbidden west or not for, uh, if you're playing frozen wilds and you go back to the base vanilla game uh to dialogue you're just like fuck yeah. <laughs> that is so bad it makes it even worse if you go back but uh they improved it and when i know when i knew they can improve it in frozen wilds i was like oh so they should have it all good to go in too which, when we were watching it, like I said, it was a cutscene. It wasn't a dialogue uh, conversation uh, that you had, like, in the first game, or, like, I guess you could say, like, in Mass Effect or something. So, I'm curious, then, if it's something like that, does, is it, like, there's still a mix of uh, cutscenes and dialogue options? Or do you think there's there a chance that they took out the dialogue options? Which I doubt. I just think they didn't show no, it in this. I, yeah, I specifically they were like such a huge part of the first game that i i think that you'll probably have plenty of moments where you go to like a city or whatever or a town and actually talk to people and have dialogue like trees or whatever you want to call them but uh good choice bad choice neutral Uh, i I think it was just for the purposes of this demo they were they just went with a a more scripted part of the game yeah so we'll we'll see how that goes that's going to be the that's going to be the main test there. Because, that, like I said, that was the biggest issue with the first game. And if they got that fixed for the second game, and you still got the great combat and everything else that happens in it, then it should be great. Um, the only thing I would say after that is just, you know, a lot more uh, detailed character development. Because it's like, Ayla was cool, but she was very bland. And at certain points, actually, kind of an asshole, depending on looking at the dialogue. But uh, it was like... She was an okay character. I think it was just like she presently loved like the cool outfits and shit looked really dope. And the fact that it was like a redhead running around fighting dinosaur robots was like an appealing uh, idea at the very least. But I'm, I'm just like, I'm not trying to knock it or anything. I love this game. Like I love the first game. I really did. And I'm really excited for this game. I, I definitely am easily. Uh, but they didn't, we didn't even get the, uh, we didn't get the release date. Yeah, I, I was about to say, like, did I forget or did they put a release date nope. yet? This is still supposed to be a this year game, right? <laughs> uh, it's not. So we still have three first party games this year. We have Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart coming, I think, next month in June. Yeah. We have this game and we have God of War Ragnarok this year. They said it was this year. I still so doubt it. I never delayed it yet. But I doubt we'll it see. too a little bit. Uh, it's, it's seeming unlikely. And you know what they're going to do, right? Uh, if they do delay it, they're not going to delay it like, hey, guys, we have some bad news. We have to delay it, which is what everyone's been doing. If you look at every single game that's been delayed, you just go to their social media and they go, hey, we're sorry. Uh, we had to delay this to blah, blah, blah. Uh, but they're not going to do that because they it's I guess they don't want they're trying to make it look as literally as less negative as possible. If they did that for God of War, what they would do is during Sony's summer event, whatever, if that's June or July, I hope it's not July, I don't want to wait that fucking long, but uh, whatever their showcase will be, they're going to show God of War, and without saying anything, they're just going to show the date in like early 2022, and just not say anything, they're just going to be like, yep, yeah, that, that's the date, that, that's all we're saying, and then 
they'll probably, I'm sure in an interview, someone will ask and be like, hey, uh, wasn't this supposed to be 2021? Y- yeah, you know, well, blah, 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 which, you know, delaying a game, I'm never against people delaying games. It's just, don't hide it. Just say it. Don't, yeah. don't fucking do that shit. That's it. That's the only thing I'm saying, but. Uh, well, like, well, we'll see when uh, when we do get the uh, when we do get the showcase. Uh, I think they'll show more Horizon stuff easily, or at least they'll give us a big trailer, and then the trailer run won't the release date saying uh, one of two dates or one of three months. It's either gonna be September, October, November. Which uh, I think I'm sticking with this, James. If it says September, then we can get God of War in November. If it says October or November, God of War is officially delayed yeah, to 2022. I definitely f- That's going to be how it goes. I definitely feel that God of War is going to be, if they can manage it, their holiday game. Because yeah. like, that was, to my mind, the biggest game of, what, was it was 2018 that it came out? It, yeah, the and, the biggest yeah, because that was the year of Spider Man yeah. too, and it was like, and even uh, if that game didn't exist, Spider Man would be like. Game and that's of the the year. Thing, I love Spider Man, and I love that game, but God of War, Rag- not Ragnarok. That's the next one, maybe, but yeah. God of War twenty eighteen was so much better than I was expecting it to be, and I and I had high expectations that it it's just like it's easily one of my top five games of all time. It's crazy. Yeah, it it did. It just it blew everyone's minds out of the water. It just destroyed. It destroyed the world. Yeah. Uh, it really, it really did. Um. Y- yeah, man. And yeah, so, so that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh, we'll we'll see. I think either way, we'll see both at the showcase. I think we're gonna see both no matter what. Yeah. It's just the question is what the date, the release dates are gonna be for them. Because I, what I think they're, you know. Ratchet and Clank will already be out, so that'll be done. So they're going to show us Horizon. They're going to show us God of War. They'll probably be like, oh, and then this studio is working on this or something. Or, you know, even though Insomniac just came out with Ratchet, there's another Insomniac game coming in two years or something. Yeah. Like, they could, they, there's so much they could still show us for the next uh, year or so just to tease people if they want to. Not to mention other, like, third-party exclusives or timed exclusives and stuff like that. Like, they got a lot that they can really utilize there, but we'll see that when it comes out. All right. Final piece, Far Cry 6. 6? Six? 6. It's 6. Uh, Jesus Christ, 6 games. Uh, I guess well, it's because it's like, it feels like, it's like crazy that it's 6, but I know there's others because you have like, uh, what is it, uh, Blood Dragon and Primal. Yeah. There have been the a couple offshoots for sure. Yeah uh and yeah we got the reveal for six uh we got like a trailer about the character uh which i don't think is in stone because you see you see yourself playing as a female character uh if i remember correctly ubisoft said they're never they're not gonna uh they're i'm not saying they're moving away from the story but when they say hey we're gonna um let you pick whatever gender uh you want for the character it feels like then they're moving away from the story because you have less, uh, not rails, but less of a depth that you can go into. Because now if you're choosing any character, it kind of takes away some of that depth. And now it's more so like you're just running around the world. Your character might not have a story as much as you thought they would have. Uh, maybe like previous things. But uh, I, I'm pretty sure you get to choose your gender. But in this trailer, they showed a female protagonist, which is the first time they've done that in a Far Cry game, if I remember correctly. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure. I think it's always been a dude, and now you get to as far as I can remember. Yeah, yeah. And you're playing as one of the guerrilla liberation fighters against the, I guess, regime that's under the control of uh, Giancarlo Esposito Mm -hmm. and his uh, accented character. So I'm so used to him speaking in just like straight up just American style, and now you have him like this. I was like, oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, James, you were more interested in this than I was. So yeah, I so I didn't see that. the uh, character trailers or anything. I just uh, saw the gameplay trailer because I was just like, well, is there anything new to this game? Because I don't know. The, it's not that I think the series is bad. It's just like each game feels... Well, okay, each game after the second one feels like they've just re been remaking the same game over and over just with like a different location different characters but each one is like you have a variety of guns you can take any vehicle you see around and there's like a bunch of wildlife for you to hunt and or is hunting you and you take out you know a bunch of enemies and clear out bases and you basically fill out the map of like whatever random objectives and they're great fun like action open world games but you know, I, I never, I don't, I'll get to three eventually. I own the remastered version and that's the one that every, mm. everyone like loves like to death. But, uh, I played the fourth one and it was just like, it's cool. It's, it's not like amazing. I don't like, I just personally don't see what everyone loves about this series, but this trailer actually got me pretty hyped for wanting to play this one specifically just cause like. You know, and I played the fourth one. I remember there being some small towns or whatever, but you were in a pretty rural area of, ooh, was it Tibet? Or I think you go to Tibet at some point, but like. I think that's four. Yeah, the fourth one. You're like in the Himalayas. Yeah, okay. And I never played the fifth one, but that's like in more rural America or whatever. But in this game, you seem to be. Like, there's at least a very dense-looking, modern South American city. And it looks, like, so dense and colorful and just detailed that I'm like, wow, this looks like an interesting area to explore. There's, like, jungles and stuff, it looks like, and swamps. Like, so the environment looks super cool. They, They really got me with, like, there's a bunch of like weapon customization and vehicle customization. So you could just build crazy vehicles that are like covered in weapons and, and shit like that. And, you know, you, you can create weird creative weapons kind of like in, um, the dead rising games. I mean, one of the things that Mm -hmm. they showed off was like a CD launcher that I thought was kind of funny because it's just like, Oh, it's a do it yourself weapon where you fire CDs. That was just like, I, I guess, cut people i don't know and uh it definitely doesn't take itself seriously no for sure it's not it's not like an uber realistic game they're not trying to do that for this one it seems like and then they really got me with like i guess you can create like a mortar rocket backpack which yeah i was like i was like whoa (laughs) this shit looks crazy so uh the variety of weapons just seems even crazier than it's been in previous games where like they usually give you a bunch of weapons to play around with, but they're just like stock weapons. But in this one, it's like, no, we're a poor ass revolution. We don't have the money to buy actual guns, make your own. And 
also the idea that you could train an alligator. Here's a backpack and a CD player. Figure your shit. Yeah, and you could like train an alligator to hunt someone with you. Is just like I guess it's a if it's South America, it might be a crocodile. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or I'm super yeah. bad at that. Uh, it's hard to it could, no because alligators are only in like a uh, southeastern U.S. and a part of China specifically, yeah. whereas the rest are usually crocodiles, or they might be caiman tr- or gars. Yeah, you're correct. I, I think that I'm just. So I just bad. I like I like I like crocodilians a lot. No, I'm I'm so bad reason. at remembering. I just fucking love those animals and like telling them apart. So anyway, so I guess that's that's my two cents about it. It's just like I somehow as a person who is not super interested in the series at large this one actually seems to have a story and a location and a gameplay like a, ser- a set of gameplay mechanics that does sound super interesting to me yeah um i i've said it before i think we talked about it before just because like what ubisoft does now is they just have really massive games Mm -hmm. like they just do like really big open scale open world games that are big and they take a lot of time and you know they've definitely carved that niche out for themselves yeah and let's say if you only played ubisoft games that means you're probably getting like one game a quarter or something it's easy it's manageable but if you if you like a lot of other games like this stuff will really weigh you down because they just never finish they suck yeah they, they suck all your time and not necessarily always for the better. Like, uh, uh, I still haven't gotten to talking about my playthrough of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but uh, I will definitely get to that. And also, I've talked about it a bit in Origins, though, where it's like, you know, these games are massive. And I'm like, but do they need to be this massive? Yeah. Because I feel like there's stuff that's in there that I'm like, I, I don't want to do this, but it's, it's just, it feels bloated. Like, I'm just like, you know, I don't need these parts of the food. Like, I, I could just with this like i don't that's it feels a little unnecessary to have this dude even greg miller the other day talked about how he just wasn't into playing assassin's creed ragnarok so he went back to playing the dlc for odyssey and he thought it would be like just this short little thing and it just kept going and going and so he's like dude uh i'm gonna get to that shit oh my i will be getting to that shit no worries james because there's I have a lot to yeah. say about Assassin's Creed Odyssey and its DLCs. It's just funny <laughs> to me that even the guy who I have heard talk most positively about that game, like he he is probably the number one person that has praised that game for just being a fun open world game. And even he's like, there's so much. It's probably way too much. No one's ever going to get through all this. Not no one, but yes. like most people won't. <laughs> I mean, there are so, like, I'm pretty sure actually Brandon Platinum did, or he did, like, the full achievement points on Xbox, but he just, he'll dedicate himself, and he doesn't buy as many games either, like, he he also doesn't sleep as much either, he just kind of isn't. Yeah, I don't get how people do uh, that, I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, so, uh, what else was I getting to the, what was my point? Oh, right, yeah, so, you know, there's all these different Ubisoft games, or franchises, and I already, you know, I love Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed, and I'm pretty much well ingrained in certain Tom Clancy stuff, like, I need to get back to the Division 2, and I do have Breakpoint as well, so it's like, I don't even have time for these two games, and I haven't even bought Valhalla yet, I still have to play, like, three remastered of Assassin's Creed, so it's like, all these games, and I'm like, the two other big ones they've had recently have been Watch Dogs and Far Cry. And I'm like, I can't, even if I kind of wanted to, they're not appealing enough for me uh, to jump into because it's like, that's too much. 
that's too much of like that stuff and it's like it's like a, it, i guess it's like looking at a specific type of food it's like it's not healthy to have that much and it's you don't a person yeah. just doesn't need that much so uh, i definitely still have no even remote desire to play any of the watchdog games Far Cry, I would say I'd be closer to attempting, but I also have only played three Far Cry games. I played Far Cry 1 at your house. I remember we used to try to do the multiplayer, uh, and I was really bored. And we pl- I tried to play Far Cry 2, and I just remember that it was a malaria simulator. Yeah. Because that's I just remember getting malaria, and you're like, I have to do all this bullshit, and... I, I just remember everything about that game. I hated. There was like, I hated the diamond searching. I hated everything. The only thing I liked out of uh, Far Cry 2 was just how huge the map was, how realistic fire spread. And it was fun to like plan out how I'm going to you know take out this camp. Like, oh, I'll throw a Molotov into that uh, ammo depot and then that'll set off the ammo and kill off of the people over there and I'll mm-hmm. come in over this side stuff like that but yeah the, the malaria aspect of that game was so stupid I don't get it I don't it was I didn't like that at all and yet yeah, I didn't get buying things with diamonds it was eh. and I think my I had the same likes and dislikes of you specifically um, I think it was a little bit different my the only thing I liked was that I got it on Gamefly so I <laughs> pretty fast i think that was what i liked about the game that was a good part. fair enough uh <laughs> but uh there was the one i liked was blood dragon i played mm. blood dragon and i love that game that was great i love the theme and you know what it did great james you know what was so good about it wasn't it? super long Do you know what it was it was the shortest fucking one <laughs> and that's why it was the best one because it sweet. wasn't yeah, it did. It didn't make me like kill myself to do everything, do all this shit. I was, it was like, hey, you do this and this. There's these areas, and it's like, it can be a little bit of a lot, but it's like doable because it's like, oh, it's just like this area. It's like a small fraction. It's a, it's not even the full size of Far Cry Three, which is what it was like a expand. It's yeah. like a spinoff of, and uh and that's what i liked about it, and it worked out great. And that was the only one I liked and played. I think I have four. For some reason, I think at one point Ubisoft emailed me and said, here's a code for Far Cry 4 for PS4. And I was like, cool. Eh. And then I looked at it and I'm like, do, am I really going to play this? And I was like, I don't think it's I fine. If you want to do it at some point, we can get that uh, those co-op trophies that I that are preventing me from uh, platinuming it because I never did that. Gosh, yeah, I feel like it's something I could go back and just check out. Um when I like knock out my backlog, I guess it's like it's not a backlog game for me. It's a game that would be post backlog, if that makes sense. Uh, and I would go and attempt that. And it's like, you know, everyone has said, go play three. You'll love exactly. Especially if you like blood dragon, I'm like, okay, they have a remaster for it. So maybe what I'll do is when I'm done with all my shit, I'll play four and then three remastered. Uh, and then if I really want to, then I'll go get, I'll probably skip primal. I heard that was stupid. Uh, because the only, they just reskin. Yeah, the only person I heard they reskin four. That's basically that's what it was. It, it was just reskin. It, and that's the same thing for uh, Blood Dragon. Was like they just made they took the same general map and made it look a little bit different. And but yeah. I, yeah, I think the only person I've ever heard say they enjoyed playing Primal was Brian Altano, and that was just because he was like, "Yeah, it's fucking weird. You're just like a caveman with sticks and rocks and shit, and you're just." kill another caveman dudes and there's dinosaurs it's, it's pretty crazy yeah so he, he just liked it because he got to make yeah jokes, basically so. <laughs> just, uh 
yeah, so I, I'd probably skip that. Um, I'd probably skip five, even though I, I like the idea you're <laughs> running around Montana and be like, ah, this yeah, stupid American. I'll probably get to that one eventually just because Chris wants to play with it, uh, play, play it with me so much. Yeah, I've heard, I don't know, I, I played it, I tried it a little bit at GDC one year and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Um, but I don't know, I that one I just, it's like, I have to decide. It's like I said, I'll try out four eventually and three remastered, I'm sure. Uh, but this one, we're talking about Far Cry 6. I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that comes out, it was October 7th of this yeah, year. Yeah, it's coming out later. And I like that they got, you know, like John Carlos Esposito for it. But also, you know, notice what Ubisoft's traits have been recently. They're they're getting like big name actors to come in to help sell the game. They have John Carlos Esposito for this. They had John Bernthal for gross freak on breakpoint oh, yeah, huh. like uh they're utilizing that kind of thing it'd be funny if you saw someone in valhalla they played like, uh fuck? sam fisher in uh rainbow six yeah <laughs> uh notice like i feel like assassin's creed they don't have to try they just have to put the name assassin's creed on and they'll probably sell yeah whereas i feel like maybe Far Cry and Ghost Recon, you have to do a little bit more extra effort for. And that's why, you know, you'd get those big names for it. Because it's like, it's the personalities in those games, uh, potentially, that you're like kind of looking at at the same time. I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just shooting the shit here. But it is interesting. And I do, it's like the setting is interesting too. Um, I like, I always like the whole uh, revolution stuff. Uh, but it's also a whole can of worms when I actually look into that. It's like one of those things when you look into foreign politics and you're just like, oh God, this is all horrifying the way these all work out and our involvement in America and all this shit. Yeah. But uh, I'm like, oh cool, an alligator. <laughs> Go fucking use a crocodile to attack somebody. Uh, and then I will say, you know, you see at the end of the trailer, of course, you're like, look at the cute little dog that's on the wheels. Uh, I'm sure everyone's going to think it's adorable. And you're just like, okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, you thought it was adorable, right? You're like, yeah, oh, look at cute. the cute dog. And I, shit. I don't understand yeah. how that's going to be useful in battle, but it's cute. Well, see, I would love it because, you know, that's what everyone plays off of. It's a very big uh, monetization thing yeah. now as pets or as like you know using cute little animals this is a great way of monetization for companies and if they really want to get it on, on if they really want to get in on the joke and make it really interesting and not be the same like everyone else going like we have cute animal come play the game yeah you know what i want them to do james with that dog and that little wheelchair the little wheels he's Blow got it up i want them to strap a bomb to the dog and i want them to send that dog to the enemies so they could blow up their enemies with the dog yeah, that's smart. Lex Luthor did that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different. It was a guy, but yeah, it's just, it's just... <laughs> I hate that movie. But I, 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 I would be I would straight up be like, if someone said, Oh, like there's a little dog with wheels, I'd be like, oh dude, do you use that to blow people up? And be like, no, I'd be like, then what the fuck is the point? I don't give a fuck about that dog. Don't show me that stupid dog. I want to see that dog blow up. That's it. I'm dead serious. Like that, that would be cool. That would be funny. That, I mean, I'm sure very, a lot of people would be horrified and you just hear like, <laughs> be like, Oh no, scrappy. No, but that would be some good shit. And that would fit in something as ridiculous as far cry where you have a fucking CD player gun. So I think that yeah. would be good. 
It's just like I watched someone sent me this stupid video of this dude playing some game. He's like doing a TikTok or something. And he's playing some fucking game. And I guess one of the guys in the chat for him was talking about John Wick and he had never seen it. And he goes, Oh, you never seen John Wick? Oh, dude, it's a crazy movie. You, you should really see it. And I s- couldn't stop laughing, James. The guy. I don't know what his name was, but he's, he's like running or in a vehicle or something. He's like running and he's got like a gun and you see like a dog to his right, just kind of sitting there. And he's like, yeah, yeah, John Wick's a great movie, blah, blah. And he goes, spoilers. And he just goes, turns and shoots the dog and the dog was like, oh, <laughs> was fucking dying. Oh my God. It was the funniest shit. That was, that was quality. That was some fucking quality. I, if I know, if, I'll look up the dude's name, but that was like. That was good. That was really fucking funny. Um, and I'm sorry. I know, you know, everyone, no one wants to hear about animal cruelty and shit like that. But also, it's a fucking video game. So, it's fine. I think it's okay. If you put a little wheelchair dog <laughs> strapped to a bomb and blow him up. Like, I think that's, you know, it's a good, it's a good yeah, time. Yeah, and like... This is what gets us canceled, James. Or this is, this is what gets me canceled, is this talk. They go, how do you plead? I'm like, I didn't do anything. I just said... I think the video dog. game dog should die. <laughs> I think the talk should die. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like in Far Cry 5, they let you have like a dog and I think a, I think a bird maybe. I can't remember. And then there's like a bear. And it was like things that like, oh yeah, they could also help fuck up like enemies around you. And like it also looks like in Far Cry 6, you can tame an alligator or a crocodile or whatever. Uh, but we'll find out shortly. But yeah, I'm, when it comes to the cute dog in the wheelchair, like it's adorable, but what, why would you ever like, I hope that that's just like the dog that rolls around your main base and is just like there kind of like how in uh monster hunter, you have like a pet pig and it, it doesn't come on uh hunts with you. It just wanders around the main town and you could pet it and that's it. Like, that would be fine. I just don't see what purpose you would have for bringing this dog into battle. Just blow it up. I want it in my base. I want it blown up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you telling me, James, you don't want to watch that dog explode? <sighs> Not personally, but eh. <sighs> so lame. All right, fine. That's whatever. But that is all the news. Um, not talking about it, it, I'm like hyping this game up for myself. <laughs> <laughs> if they say the dog doesn't explode, I'm like, you just lost yourself a sale, sir. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but that's all the news um, for today. You ready to jump in and maybe knock out a couple things of what we've been watching and playing before we do a full episode of that? Sure. Cool. Um, did we want to do the shared ones for this or save those for the special? Uh, I guess let's let's save them for the special. Okay. In that case, uh, should I start off or do you want to start off with uh, some stuff? Uh, you can start off. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So, let's see. What do I want to talk about here? I guess, you know what? I'll knock this one out here just to get it out of the way. Uh bojack horseman i watched the entire series a while ago this is like not like oh yeah i just binged it all like nonstop in one day like this is you know but since this is a backlog of shit this is a a few months ago or so and over probably a couple months or if anything 
but uh, I watched the entire series and I just remember people telling me about this show and they're like, yo, it's really depressing. Be careful. Uh, you're going to like feel hella down after. And I'm just like, I don't get what they're talking about. It's a fucking horse. Cause I, I just remember seeing like commercials for it on Netflix and I didn't understand why people liked it. Cause I just saw a horse talking to a person and I didn't get it. And then I watched it and I'm like, Oh fuck. Oh, this is a, uh, this is something. And then I'm like six seasons later and I'm just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Uh, James, did you watch this show? I, I've seen bits and pieces because like Daniel has watched this show and I've been in the room while he's been watching, but I never got around to making a point of watching the whole thing, but it gotcha. is good. It's got like, some super funny bits, but also definitely gets real sometimes. I love that Will Arnett is just Bojack Horseman. Yeah. It's like that makes it. It's it's funny because no matter how bad things get, if you just remind yourself, "Hey, this is Will Arnett doing that," and you just think of like Arrested Development and Lego Batman and shit, you're like, "Oh, I feel better now." Like it, it's a good way to kind of bring yourself up out of the potential downer you get from watching the show. But you know, it's supposed to be covering the life of pretty much like a celebrity or like uh, i guess in this case he's supposed to be like you know that dude that was like oh I, you were on that 90s sitcom and then uh that show ended and you became a washed up celebrity and everyone else that was on that show you kind of find out what happened to them whether they kind of just stopped being a celebrity and went to do their own thing or it went really bad and they got into drugs because it's a child actor or yeah one of the child actor and actress and you know they never necessarily have a good uh, life growing up and things get really bad and involve drugs or potentially uh, executives that are trying to touch them or something like that. That's horrifying. And, you know, you see all that kind of stuff, not necessarily all of those things, but you see certain aspects of it in the show and you, you get all these different characters and they do a good job of making it a combination of comedy with i don't know if you'd want to call it drama because there are very dramatic For moments sure. where you're just like you're very like oh god oh my goodness and uh they just go th- it's like hollywood they're just covering hollywood in a nutshell and it helps you understand things whether it's like i feel like i watched it at a good time because it's post um i'm watching this stuff post me too movement post like uh other people just having to uh answer for the things they've done and things like that or in the past when people did and then you look back at them you look at them again and you go yeah oh oh, right i forgot they did that wrong thing i forgot because it's been a while a long time and they've done these other roles that made me forget because i enjoyed those movies or something whether it's like remember mel gibson was like yeah fuck jews and stuff (laughs) i'm hella drunk and now you know you watch them again you're like oh it's mel gibson yeah and i'm like wait a minute i'm jewish (laughs) you're just like wait what what uh so it's like that kind of stuff, and it, the characters themselves are very interesting, because you have Bojack, who is the washed-up 90s star, and he's trying to get back into things, and you, the feeling is like, oh, he's a dude that kind of sees everything, and you do um, connect with the character early on in the, in the aspect of, like, he's, he's very um, cynical, like he sees through bullshit and he'll actually say real points that you agree with. And you're like, Oh fuck, that's hella true. It's just, you know, 
that requires society to actually try something in which they won't, or people in charge that are going to have to change something which they won't. So then you're kind of stuck just being like, fuck, it's that thing where now I know about it, but nothing's going to change, and now I have to live with knowing this, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's like one of the early depressing things you kind of feel. Uh, like, Or at least, like, I guess better to describe it, James, would be like feeling somewhat powerless in mm. a way. And you have other characters like Mr. Peanut Butter, who's another star who maybe like slightly did better. I love or, Mr. Peanut Butter. Uh, Mr. Peanut Butter like is always love crazy positive. Yeah. And when he doesn't, dude, that shit hits uh, hard. But there's him, there's Diane, who's uh, like this Vietnamese ghostwriter. Princess Caroline, <laughs> dude, her, when you get there, when you get Princess Caroline's story specifically, like her backstory, you're just like, I'm depressed mm. <laughs> again. Uh, and then there's, her, uh, uh, was it Todd? Her boyfriend, uh, the, the businessman. You mean the, the, kids. the, the, the kid in the trench yeah, coat? Yeah, the kid in the trench coat. <laughs> dude, that shit, how long that shit lasted should not have lasted that long. She straight up, He's right, like, I'm, this... I'm going off to the business factory to do some business. <laughs> It's actually a, like, eight-year-old or ten-year-old kid. I want to say he's, like, six to eight years old. In a trench coat, tricking an adult into getting into a relationship with him. He's got, like, a broom (laughs) for a hand. And she doesn't notice, and the best part is no one else does except for Bojack, who's straight up, because he's cynical, so he's, like, he sees through the bullshit, I guess you could say. I don't know if it's a metaphor for something, or if they just straight up just said it's, it's fucking hilarious, go with it. But it's so fucking funny. And uh, it's stuff like that that just work. Like, there's just random things that occur where you're just like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then it'll do, like, a complete 180 and be like, hey, now it's all dark and you feel, you feel yeah. like, horrified. And you're just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as the show progresses, they go through different types of arcs from, like, oh, hey... He's just kind of washed up to like the dude that keeps living in his house is leaving because uh, he just Bojack cares about himself because like all his shit um, where it fi- he likes feeling like he's needed, but also likes to abuse it. And then when someone leaves, then he re- realizes like, oh, I don't want to be alone and all this other shit. Maybe I shouldn't have pushed people mm-hmm. away. But then you see his own past. And why he's so fucked up and you go, oh, I get it. But also still he's responsible for his own actions. But it's like also his parents fault because of their shit. And it's just a whole clusterfuck of shit. And like everything from his alcohol, one of the biggest aspects too throughout the whole series is like the alcoholism he goes through. And like, yeah, at a certain point he realizes he has a, I think for a while he thought he had a daughter and then it turned out it was his sister. And Uh, there's like, uh, uh. yeah. But either way, I mean, like, either way, you know, like, um, it was like family. So this whole time he's thinking he's taking care of this kid and it's like, oh, that's not your kid. That's her kid. Uh, that's your mom's kid. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Uh, and, uh, there's some shit he starts doing that's wrong where like, uh, I'm not going to say who, but like one character dies tragically and there's like a cover up with it, with him, like a celebrity type cover up and stuff that really backfires there's some shit he pulls that nearly you know would put you in jail with minors uh in one season and then like the stuff with this the interesting thing they pull with this show is when something occurs that feels really wrong but they don't do anything with it you know like 
part of you is like that was really bad but maybe it wasn't that bad or like it didn't really nothing really happened like there's things where something almost happens that could have been really bad but it didn't it didn't so it's like it it was avoided but you're like does he really get off scot-free for that and you don't see it again for like three seasons and then it comes back and you're like oh fuck and that's where you're like you know me too shit starts coming in and you're like oh, okay no that makes sense mm-hmm. and then you get other characters that are like hey man i feel like you're in a bind blah 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 and i can help you out and then it's like no wasn't this dude also really bad or like this dude was actually bad and then <laughs> you remember it? no he is he is because he does worse shit mm. and you're like this dude sucks get him out of here but I, I don't it's like i'm trying to avoid spoilers but like um there there's so much that happens and they really do different types of stages of hollywood whether it's uh the past of a uh, of an actor or actress uh growing up in a world where they have to i mean one dealing with their own demons of their past but two potentially growing up in the life of a, of a celebrity to like everyone going against you to potentially also the things that you do that's really fucked up to potential crimes you commit to uh rectifying it or the fact that you can get away with it because you're famous or if you just wait a few years you can come back and no one will care anymore Mm. and it goes through all of that and you're just like holy shit and it just it's crazy how depressing it gets because it's like one of those things where if you really do look at certain actors or actresses and you think about it and if you really want to you can if you really this is the thing if you want to you can go and research and kind of look at look up their past and stuff and be like oh this dude's actually fucked up they did all this fucked up shit but i love these movies but also still they did this fucked up shit and then you see maybe that time when that did occur originally you wait three years and they make another movie that's really good and you forget all of that shit you were mad about and it erases their crime by just doing a cool movie and it's just like that kind of mindset where you come out of it because it's really weird the way they change things up like in the second half they get very personal with hollywood because i think it's also around the time like i always feel like because i was watching it back then it felt like the show is old but it's not it was like happening during the me too movement and everything else i think they kind of kept it going when that movement happened they adapted to that format and went oh we could do this and have it shown there so it reaches more eyes to understand what the situation is like and if we did our own version of it, then they'll understand why mm. these women are speaking up and why these people deserve to be facing some form of justice for it. And they do that in that second half. In the first half, it is more so much different where it does feel like, you know, there is all this stuff of like talking more about society itself, which the the, the whole it's definitely a whole just kind of like satire in society, I would say. It's definitely a giant satire in just society, but also Hollywood itself is what it comes down to. But I would definitely recommend it. Just um, if it does feel like it gets too deep uh, or like not deep, but dark, heavy. I guess you could say. Or yeah, heavy and depressing and stuff. Like it's six seasons, so it's a lot in which I fucking just kept going with it. It, it took me, like I said, it took me a couple months, but I just kept going with it. But like, uh, you know, take breaks or just remember, hey, it's Will Arnett. Remember Arrested Development? He does the chicken dance. Yeah, <laughs> you, you'll feel a little bit better. But just keep that in mind. But that would be uh, yeah, the six seasons of uh BoJack Horseman. I was trying to say, like I said, I didn't want to spoil specific parts, so I, I tried to stay out of that. But yeah, uh, 
everyone. That has been Sutra Sad Talk. I hope you enjoy the little BoJack talk and also the news talk. I feel like I was a little dark in this one. I'm just talking about blowing up dogs and other companies. And sh- not blowing up companies, but just like talking about all this shit with companies and yeah, you know, blowing up dogs. No, I will. But, I will know. concede to you about the dog thing. Like when you see something that cute, sometimes you just want to see the worst thing that can happen to it. Yeah, especially just because I'm like, it's, I'm just so tired of everything just being like, look at the cute dog and like get distracted <laughs> and shit. And it's like, uh, I, I get it. Okay, great. But uh, you can, of course, like I said, write in at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com and you can uh, send us in comments, feedback, or questions for the show for us to read. And we will definitely do that. Uh, or you can, or not or, but you can also, if you want to help us out since this show is free, no ads or anything at the moment, uh, please follow, like, subscribe, whatever it is on whatever platform. If it's like, you know, Apple Podcasts, give us that five-star review. That would really help us out. Otherwise, just subscribe on whatever platform it is and follow. That would really help us out. And uh, share us out. Let other people know about us, word of mouth, or on social media. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Talk. If you see us tweet something, retweet it. If you see us uh, post a story or post a make a post on instagram if you share that to your story that would be awesome we love seeing that kind of stuff that really helps us uh get out there more and of course you could follow james on twitter at invader jim124 you could follow me on twitter at gogocamzilla and we will catch you guys uh later on this week with our backlog special that we are about to record i believe it's backlog special seven at this point jesus uh hopefully we won't have much more of those to do and we'll be fully caught up and we could just take our time with them after but we'll see what happens until then we'll catch you guys later in the week or uh for episode 102 next monday thanks for listening